Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee in the Crow. I'm Abigail Hobbs. Super glad you're back here today with me and my horses. If you're watching the video, it's, it's going to be a special episode because I am going to walk around and just spend, spend some time with each of my horses today. Um, talk to you about them and just what's been on my mind and um, yeah I'm I'm gonna call today like a check-in day with my horses and uh, I went to start my podcast and my headset that I've been using um, wasn't working so <laughs> I tried a different headset and that one was catching too much wind anyways Long story short, I have my phone in my pocket today, and I'm just going to try to keep my back to the wind <laughs> as much as possible. So I hope it's not too annoying. I need to order some new equipment. Hopefully I'll get that done before the next time uh, I have to do podcasts. But until then, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy today. It's been a week, you guys. I know. I feel like I keep saying that. Um, and I really would like to have. <laughs> I really would like to have one podcast where I don't show up and say, "Boy, it's been a week." But I don't know. Maybe everyone's kind of feeling me on that. Um, you know, it's the the end of winter coming into spring, and the weather is up and down. So it just kind of feels like it's a time of transition. Okay, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so things have felt. Like everything in my life has felt like that. It's matching the seasons. We're transitioning. Um, in my business, I'm trying to transition into this freedom, beautiful nonprofit freedom for the taking. But it's, you know, everything's a process and it takes time. And yeah. So, one thing that I'm trying to figure out is this podcasting outside, finding the right equipment for that. Um, and, you know, I like to be able to be mobile, and I love being outside. I feel like it's, I don't know, it's what we bring to this podcast is the beauty of nature and my horses. And so, anyways, here's the deal, okay? I'm going to shoot straight with you. I did not want to do a podcast this week um, because I don't want to spend another week. Last week, I talked about my toe, which... I'll do a follow-up on that. Um, it's doing better. Um, I'm wearing my boots, my cowgirl boots, for the first time since I've had this ingrown toenail. So I guess it's been about a week and a half, going on two weeks this Wednesday, for um, since I've had the surgery. And I'm just now able to not wear my really big tennis shoes. Um, so it's a slow process, but it is getting better very, very grateful about that. Um, the infection's gone down. It's not as sore. Um, I'm really hopeful about starting back my running routine this Wednesday. I'm hoping to be back on my feet as far as that has been torturous to not have my normal exercise routine. I've been trying to supplement with other things and I think it's important, you know, I, at least for me, it's really important for me to maintain some sort of exercise routine for my mental stability because I just, it, I 
feel so much better mentally when I'm able to do something. So like the past couple weeks I've been working on just, okay, I'll focus on my abs since I can't walk very well. Um, uh, what can I do? I'm trying to think, what can I do? So, um, anyways, I'm looking forward to being back on my feet as far as that goes. The other thing is, like, our family has been battling this, and this is embarrassing because it feels like we're just a gross family, but I promise you we're not. <laughs> but we have ringworm that's been circulating through our family, and uh, it's it's a long story, but... Um, Anyways, we've been to the doctor numerous times. We're trying different things, and it's just, it takes a while to, it's very contagious, and it can last on non-porous items and porous items for up to 20 months. So this last weekend, we did 11 hours straight. Jennifer, the girls, and I worked 11 hours straight on our house. And just completely disinfecting the entire house from top to bottom with bleach, letting, letting, letting bleach spray sit on all of the countertops and everything for 10 minutes before we cleaned it. Like it was a clean with vinegar first and then you come through with bleach. So um, vinegar mostly kills it. Bleach for sure kills it. Anyways, washing all the laundry. Jennifer and the girls did about 20 loads of laundry because we just gathered everything, even clean stuff, just everything and washed it. So I didn't want to come out here and podcast today because I've just been so overwhelmed with trying to get rid of this ringworm that it's been a huge frustration and it's feeling very hopeless and it's taking forever and yeah, it can take 46 weeks to, um, to get rid of it. And so it's just been a journey and we're not, we're, we're like, it's going to be a while. That's, That's all I know. So I've been really overwhelmed and I was like, I don't want to have this podcast today because that's, I don't want to talk about ringworm. <laughs> and I don't want to, I'm like, I'm in the messy middle. I don't ha- we're not through it. So I, I, I can't show up today and have this like, oh, you know, this is really a hard time of our lives, but we persevered. And now I want to reach back and out to all of those that are in hard time and say, you can do this. You have this. There is hope. Because right now I'm like, I don't know. I do not know if there's hope. I had an emotional breakdown this morning and it's not been the first one where I'm just like, it feels so frustrating to me that I just want to scream. I want to go live in the woods for like a year. (sighs) Don't worry. I'm not going to the woods, but I want to. Anyways, so I'm excited about my toe getting better, even though it's taking painfully a long time. I'm not excited about this ringworm thing because that's going to be a long journey. And, you know, I just realized I was thinking about today, like, it's no fun to be in the middle of something. To be in the fucking messy middle of something. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I was telling Nate, like, I don't feel like I have any value to offer, like, What am I going to give people? But then part of me was like, you know, the truth is maybe that is valuable to just be like, it's just in the middle of a shitty season right now. And I'm frustrated. I mean, because there's people there and maybe, maybe it just is helpful to realize that you're not alone, you know? (sighs) 
And maybe this, I'm like, in the grand scheme, Abigail, this is really not a big deal. But it feels like a big deal. And it feels so frustrating when you're trying so hard. And I don't know about any of you. But do you ever feel like it doesn't matter what you do. You can do all of the things. You can bleach your house from top to bottom. You can put on, like right now, I'm putting on topical cream on my body twice a day. And I am on oral medication for it. And it just doesn't seem like it's, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's getting better. Now, granted, I've only been on oral medication for a week, so maybe I'm just rushing things. But it's just, and it's not like our family eats unhealthy. It's not like we're dirty people. And and, and the nurse practitioner I was talking to, she was like, you know, some people are just more susceptible to skin stuff. And, and I know that's true for me. Like, I'm really allergic to poison ivy, and I have to be careful about the detergents I use and the soaps I use because it'll... You know, my body can get allergic to it easily. and But, I mean, come on. Like, we have this strict, extremely healthy diet. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's just frustrating. It doesn't... And I think that's the, that's the thing that frustrates me the most. Is like I'm working myself to the bone. I've been to the doctor. I've taken my kids to the doctor. Like, we're doing all the things. And it's just going to take, I don't know, probably another couple months. So it feels very daunting to me. And we're trying to keep up with the daily routine of making sure like all the countertops get bleached and all the door handles and light switches get vinegared and, and you know, laundry, everyone's laundry is washed and hot every day. Every load, no, no dirty clothes in the floor, no, you know, recontaminating things like cleaning the bathroom every day, like all the things, people. And so I don't know, like, I don't know what the life lesson in there is. Like, I just cried about it today because I'm like, I'm working so hard and it's so frustrating. So, and and it's like this one, amazing to me how one area of my life can just consume me so much and frustrate me so much. So anyways, there's that. So that's what's been on my mind. And no, I don't have the magic answer and I haven't gotten any huge enlightenments from it. But I am out here with my horses today and that makes me happy. Raina just chased Sky off out of the way. What's going on, Fiona says? Fiona's not really interested in eating today. She must be full, which is a good sign. The grass is coming in, that's good. I'm trying to look at spring and I'm trying to look at the signs of nature and remember that spring is coming. Like a new season, grass is coming back in, the flowers are growing, the horses are, hey, hey, we're not gonna do that. No, it's not happening. Hey, I don't need your help. So Raina is taking over all this hay here. She is my daughter's Mustang that, here you go. You can have food. You just can't get all of it. She uh, she has taken... Sky used to be the leader. And Raina came and took over the herd, which is surprising to me because she's young. She's four. Sky is 12. be 13, I think, this year. So um, it surprised me. It's such a young horse. And, and Sky's in her prime. But she's very dominant. And she doesn't back down. So... Come here, girls. If you want to come back over, you can have more hay. I think Fiona's like, peace out. I don't want to be 
in the middle of any conflict. I kind of have them in a small corner over here. I was trying to get them so they could all be in the um, video. Faye. Sorry, guys. I know there's wind on this podcast today because I'm supposed to be only facing the wind or having it to my back. But I have to walk around here a little bit, try to get these horses over here. Do you girls want any more? Do you want any more? Might move this pile of hay over here where the girls can get to it. These are, I think I've told you guys before, they're my, um, what, do, what do I call them? Come here, sweet girls. Unlikely twins because they're years and years apart. Fayon is like 17, 18, and Zell's four or five. There we go. You want this? But they're the same color. One's short and one's tall. And they're good friends. No, we are not coming to take over this. So, so now Rain is trying to come over and take over the new hay that I just gave the other twins. Hey. No, 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 no. Dale. Dale tries to come in and help. Hey. But it's not helpful. I'm not. She's not bad. She's just being a little bit of too dominant. There we go. Hey. Come over here, Dale. Come here. I know you're trying to help. There we go. Usually they work it out fine because I give them a bigger area. But um, like I said, I had them in the spot trying to get them in the video. That's better. So once they, I usually do four piles of hay. And, and after I hay them, they usually kind of work their way. Raina goes around and tastes all the different hay usually and then decides which pile she wants. And then Skye gets second choice and she'll pick the pile she wants. And then the, the twins pick what's left. <laughs> but they're really... Um, they're really good friends, so they will eat together. And that's one of my favorite things, is they'll eat with their noses, touching nose to nose. It is the coolest thing. So, Fiona's out eating some grass. This green grass in the crowd that's sprouting up is all Bermuda. It's really great grass. Um, they just keep it eaten down because they're in here in the daytime, and we let them out in the pasture at night. So, anyways, I got to play with my horses yesterday, and that was super awesome awesomeness. Um... I got a little bit of time with each horse. They all got a good grooming. Jennifer helped me. And then I did some um, carting with... Well, I didn't put her on a cart. But I did some ground driving with Fayana. And then pulled a cart beside her. Getting her used to that. Hoping that someday she'll pull a cart. We'll see. I'm not going to rush her into it. And then I got to do some little work with Zell. We just did some leading practice out in the pasture. And... Um, I realized that they, they taught her how to lead as far as like she knows how when she has a halter and leader upon it's how to come off of the pressure. But when she walks, she walks just like this. She's just like staring up at the sky or looking all around. She's very distracted. She's not connected to who's leading her. So that's what I've been working on with her. We did some of that leading practice in, in the, out in the pasture and she actually did really good. And so it's a, for me, it's a, it's learning how to, um, keep, get her attention onto me, but not correct her or discipline her in that way, because she's not doing anything wrong. She just doesn't know. And so it's like, I do a little jiggle on the rope, like, Hey, I'm over here. And then she'll tune back in and then she gets distracted, then tunes back in, gets distracted. But eventually by the end of it, I would slow down, she would slow down, I would turn to the right, she would turn to the right, turn to the left. She'd come with me. It would be like a with me thing. So I don't want, when I put a halter on my horses, I don't want to drag them around. And I don't want them dragging me around. I want us to kind of move together like a team. So, um, 
she did good with that. And then Skye, I uh, just took her for a walk down the road. I'm trying to do some bonding things with Skye. Because um, she's very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She, she kind of keeps everybody in her arm's distance. She's kind of leery. She's... Um, it's like when you... Uh, guarded. That's the word I'm looking for. She's very guarded. So I'm trying to build a relationship with her slowly... So I decided to not just every time I get her, it be about like riding her, getting on her back and, you know, training her more doing things that I thought she, might be enjoyable for her. So I've been taking her on walks. I took her on a mile walk down the road the other day and she loved it. She likes to get out because she is more of a dominant horse. She's not afraid to be on her own as much, like to be with the other horses. When I take Fayana or Zell away from the herd, they're more anxious because they're, um, they rely more on the herd for leadership. Sky, not so much. So she likes to go out. She likes to go on walks and explore. So I feel like that's something good for her and I to do together. Right now I'm over here with um, Fayana. I'm putting a halter on her. I'm going to bring her over to the camera and uh, talk about her just for a minute because she's out here eating grass. And uh, I mean, she's not that hungry for hay. So I thought, well, maybe we'll bring Fayana over to the camera since you guys have seen Zell. And just let her say hi. Come here, sweet girl. So I'm putting her halter on. We're going to bring her out here. Faye's, Faye is really winning a place in my heart, a very special place in my heart. She's very sweet. She's very sweet. She's very sensitive. Um, and honestly, I'm really always impressed with her ability to learn new things, even though she's older horse. And she's got a pretty traumatic background. I got her from the adoption center in Colorado, and she had been brought in there for neglect. Um, she was, hey, you want any of this hay? Okay. Here she is coming up to the camera. See if I can get her a little closer. You want to say hi for a minute? Just a minute. Here's it, girl. Come a little bit more, maybe? She said, I don't know about that. What do you want me to do? Come here just a second. Come here. There we go. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Here, here's the camera right here. Here, can you say hi? Here, good girl. So, um, my adopter in Colorado, and she was, I think, 12 at the time. Or they thought she was 12. She might have been a little bit older, like 14. But anyways, when she was brought in, she, she had been at the adoption center for a year. And when she was brought into the center, they said that she was, um, you can have some hay if you'd like while I'm talking. Go ahead. There's some hay on the ground by the camera. When she was brought in, they had, she had been being kept in like a round pen, the small area with like three studs. So she came into the adoption center pregnant and had a little baby full at her side. And they think that she's probably had at least like, um, I think she, in the herd that there was like a herd outside of there. And they said for sure, like five of those were her babies, but probably more. Anyways, she's been way overbred, way neglected, abused. Probably she was very fearful when I got her. She jumped and I couldn't catch her. I couldn't touch her. I couldn't get near her. It's been a journey. I couldn't trim her feet. She was terrified of her, um, her right hind whenever I would pick it up to trim it. 
or even pick it out, she would explode like a bomb and just explode from underneath of me and just run off. So it, I remember I got her and then I started working on her feet and like I couldn't catch her, I couldn't get near her. It was this, but I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can do this. I've been doing horses a long time. But then I was, felt like the first month I had her, I was realizing, oh my God, I'm, I'm in over my head. I contacted Raina, my mentor, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't pick out her hooves. I can't trim her feet. I can hardly catch her. So she gave me some ideas of working with d- different rope work that Buck Brandman does to start working with her feet. And I started doing it every day. And um, so I've, let's see, I've had her, it'll be this, this June or July, this July, I think it'll be five years. And she's really become one of my favorites um, cause she's just, she's very kind. She has a huge heart, but she's also very sensitive still. Um, and like, she wants to do the right thing, but she's also the pony that you, and I mean, this goes for horses too, but like you, if I try harder to get her to do something, it just makes it worse. So I really have to bring patience and softness and a really clear understanding of what I'm trying to get done. And then I have to allow her to figure it out. Like adding more pressure to the situation, she will just flat out leave me. Which is the cool thing that really has drawn her to me is that she's taught me that it makes it worse if I just up the ante. If I just up the pressure, if I just like, okay, let me get in here, really get this done. It makes it worse. She would just, ah, now, now you're like a monster. I'm afraid of you. And so she would just not want to be in my presence. I would be very scary to her. So I had to learn how to be this. Hello, Zell. Zell's here. Guys, here in the camera. Came up behind me and put her nose on my back pocket. Hello, babies. I love you. Um, it just taught me how to be this really calm, stable presence and offer this um, friendship and relationship in a way that was um, understanding of her past and the ability to like give her as much time as she needed instead of rush her into any situation. And so once I kind of became that um, foundation for her. Then she started trusting me. And it's like, I, I, I don't take her trust for granted because I know that it's a gift for one. And for two, also because of her past issues, like it would be really easy for her to not trust me anymore. So I try to really respect that she has given me her trust. And so Whenever I work with her, and I was even talking with Jennifer about this the other day, like she's very sensitive to people being in her space and she allows me in her space. Now, in fact, she seeks me out and I love it. It's like this beautiful gift. I'll come in the crowd and she'll just walk over to me on her own and sniff me and then I'll pet her. And if I just sit here hanging out in the crowd, she'll come over and like take a nap right by me. That is the biggest gift that she can ever give me. Because before, uh, any human's presence 
was very threatening to her. She would go as far away as she could get from you. If I came in the crowd, she would run to the farthest corner away. So for her to seek my presence out is this amazing gift. And it's her way of telling me she feels safe with me and she trusts me. So I don't ever want to ruin that. So I'm really careful when I'm with her to try to not stand in her face or too close to her face because she's very protective of her face in that she feels very claustrophobic. And, you know, I hear people talk about like, you know, like having a bigger personal bubble and, and feeling like they don't like when people hug them or touch them. It feels very intrusive. And I don't understand that because I'm a very physical person. Um, I love hugging. I love physical touch. Like that's always been, and I'm just kind of boisterous and loud anyways. Anybody that knows me is like, yeah, that's, that's you. Um, but so I've never quite understood that. I've not, never been very aware of my body as much until I got her. So she's taught me this beautiful thing. I'm like, oh, wow. Now I understand when people talk about, you know, like, I don't really like to hug or I don't really like people touch me. Like I have a big personal space. Like I'm able to respect people better because of her, what she's taught me. Before I'd be just like, why? I can't understand. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Like Faye's like that. And I've not been like, well, Faye, you have to get over it. I'm like, no, this is, this is how Faye is. And so I have to love Faye in a way that feels loving to her, not in a way that feels loving to me. Cause for me, like, and this is one thing I love about Zell. Like Zell lets me wrap my arms around her face and hug her. Like I can literally squeeze her and she'll just keep her head there and close her eyes. And I love that. Cause like, I need me a good hug and I'll kiss her on the muzzle and she's got the softest muzzle and she's not afraid of that at all. She, she loves attention. But if I was to wrap my arms around Fayana and squeeze it to hug, she would feel trapped and terrified. She would bolt and take off. That'd be the last thing. It wouldn't feel loving to her. So it's for me, learning each of my horses are different. And how do I love them in a way that feels loving to them? Um, and in turn, I'm learning that with people like some people, you know, want to hug. Some people do not want to hug. And so I've had to train myself because like, remember, I grew up with a group of people, the cult, but everybody hugged and like everybody kissed each other's cheeks and sometimes on the lips. And that's weird. And that's another story, but <laughs> that did happen. Um, so for me, it's become just a habit. And so I've had to train myself since being out of the cult, like, don't just go hug people. And then I'm realizing, wow, I actually don't, I don't want to hug strangers that I don't know. I just was taught that you just hug everybody. So I've like had to retrain myself. And in that, all of that process, it's, I've enjoyed being able to be like, no, like I don't hug people unless I'm comfortable with it and I want to hug them and they want me to hug them. And that may sound weird to you and everyone's like, I already know all that. That's not new to me, but it's new to me. And so I, I say all that because I love how Fayana has taught me to find ways to love each of my horses and each of my, each of the people in my life in a way that feels loving to them. You know, like, like Jennifer and I love to snuggle. Like that is like our thing. We are such little snuggle bucks. <laughs> and Nate and I love to snuggle too, honestly, but like, it's different in each relationship. It's different. And in, with each of my kids, it's different. So sometimes the best way that I love Nate is by making him coffee. And I know how he likes his coffee and he likes a lot of it. And so I do special things for Nate that he feels loved. And I know that because I know him, 
I know what really is meaningful to him. And I know Jennifer and I, you know, like learning her, it's been completely different. So, and with each of my kids, like that's been hard too. Cause I would think like, okay, these kids are literally from my DNA. They're out of my body, but they're each different. And so how do I love each of them differently? You know, like Ava's my snuggle bug and Tanae likes to snuggle too, but you know, like different ways to notice my kids and say, Hey, I love you. I see you. I notice you. It's going to be different, you know, and my son's going to be 18. His favorite thing's not going to be snuggling mom anymore. Right? Like that's weird, but you know, to maybe like, like last night he wanted to show me his pictures on his camera. And so even though I was so exhausted, I took time to sit down and look through all his pictures with him and, um, connect with him on a level that felt loving to him. So that got me off on a tangent, but it is something really important. And Fayana, this beautiful little brown pony here, is one that taught me that. She has the prettiest brown eyes. You guys, if you look at horses' eyes, hers are my favorite. They're very big and they're very um, sensitive, but they're very inquisitive. And she just always has this look in her eyes. It's like, she wants to connect. It's beautiful. She's asking, but she's also like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know, like, and I know it, it keeps me on my best behavior. Don't fuck it up, Abigail, because these horses give me gifts every day. Their relationship is a gift to me. And so don't fuck it up. And, and, you know, when it comes to my kids, like I'm trying to get better at that. And, and that's one thing like I hate, I hate that sometimes as a mom, I can get so caught up and busy in life and all of the things that has to, to run a household and to run a family and to keep things going. And especially with trying to keep things extra clean and on this rigid routine right now, like I can just get so stuck on the task, that, you know, I miss these opportunities or like, I'll just fuck it up a moment. And, and thankfully, like my kids don't spook and run off to the far corner of the house. But I do know that like, it's just as important for me to be able to make sure I'm loving each of them in a way that feels loving to them. And, you know, not taking their relationship for granted. Like it's a gift just because they're kids doesn't mean they have to love me. It doesn't mean they have to trust me. And I think especially I'm, I'm becoming more aware of it as my kids get older, you know, like my son's, he's graduating next month. He's going to be going to college probably this fall. And hi, Zell's right in front of the camera. <laughs> She's like, I want full attention. Everybody look at me. Here I am. There you go, Zell. She's the mascot. She's the podcast mascot. It's true, baby. We love you. Um, but also for me, like, you know, I'm just realizing that, you know, my kids are growing up and they're going to move away. And I want them to, honestly, I'm, I'm not the parent that's like, everyone stay right around me, please, or I'm going to die. Like, no, I want you to spread your wings and go. Now check back in with me because I'll probably be crying up in a ball when Jaden goes off to college because he wants to go far away. But I also feel like I want them to go explore and do fun things. Please do not stay here in Missouri. I mean, if you really want to, that's fine. But go explore, go build your life in wherever you want. And, and, and so I'm realizing like, they're not obligated to maintain a relationship with me. They don't owe it to me just cause I birthed them from my body. Like it's a gift if they want to stay connected to me and I don't want to fuck it up. 
So it's amazing to me what my horses teach me, you guys. This is, this is why I'm out here. This is why I have coffee in the crowd. Come this way, babies. There we go. You come this way a little bit. Bring your Fiona back over here. Just turn this way so you're not pulling on the rope. There we go. Um, this is why I love coming out here. And this is why I'm like, I always have to have horses. Even if I had non-rideable horses um, and I didn't use them for any of my lessons or anything, I still have to have horses because they are, they are what teach me about life. Um, such important lessons. Here's Fiona. She used to never let me touch her ears. She, she never let me near her face. So I'm standing here now and I'm touching her ears and I'm rubbing her forehead. And I have to go soft and slow in a way that feels really good to her. Oh, she just breathed out like, <sighs> you know, like Zell likes me to rub really hard all over her and give her good scratches. But Fiona, I have to go soft and slow. She never let me near her muzzle. It's still kind of a scary place for her. But look, she lets me touch the tip of her nose now. That's so good. And if I was to put my hands on her face in a way that might feel good to her here, and you should be able to see in the camera here. So I'm, I'm touching her forelock. I'm rubbing the side of her neck with my other hand. And then maybe I come around like this and I slowly, so nothing's surprised. Nothing feels surprising and scary. And I tip her nose to me and right here is how I might, hi, just a little moment of connection where she's tipping her nose to me there. And she feels safe and she feels, um, she feels like I'm, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? something that that feels peaceful to her not just good to me it's got to feel good to both of us you know so and and I'm what's really cool about this is I'm learning that this very gentle way actually feels really good this very slow soft gentle way you know I grew up in a family of nine there's a lot of noise there's a lot there's just always a lot and you know so you just get used to everything being big and loud and rough and tough and wild and whatever you know and and so this this very gentle peaceful slow soft approach took me a while to learn but I really really appreciate it now and Fayon has taught me that so thank you Faye thank you my pony thank you my beautiful brown pony thanks for coming to the podcast today and helping me talk about loving others in a way that feels loving to them Sometimes what I love to do with Faye is I'll get to squat down here. And sometimes she'll reach her nose out and just like sniff my face as I'm talking. If you can see her in the camera, I hope, I hope we're in the view right now. But she just looks really peaceful. And she's looking at me. She looks happy. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is such a gift. So maybe that's what we can be thinking about this week. The gifts that we have all around us every day that are so easy to take for granted Um, but they're beautiful and they're precious and um, it's good Deo stop biting Zell he thinks that Zell is his charge like it's his job come over here I know you want to be a helper you really do (laughs) he has such herding instincts in him that any animal that moves he thinks he must herd it anyways um it's good for me to think about because you know like I started this podcast talking about (sighs) my frustration with ringworm and how it feels hopeless right now but 
it's a nice, it's, it's a grounding uh, conversation for me to realize that amidst this sh- shitty season right now, um, I still have a lot of really beautiful gifts around me. And um, I can hopefully focus on some other things besides ringworm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, people. Anyways, thanks for coming today and spending time with me and my animals out here, my friends. I'm going to let all of you guys go. If you get a chance, stop by YouTube um, and check out my channel. You can see today's episode. Um, I'm going to try to have it up in a couple days. The video should be up. I'll, I'll post it on my... The link will be on my Facebook page, Freedom for the Taking, when I get it up. But yeah, so you can see Fayana today. Fiona's our special guest. Hi, babies. Yeah. All right. As always, I really, really appreciate anybody that can share this episode if you found value in it. Um, just help me spread the word. That would be amazing. And if you're not already subscribed, it'd be awesome to get some subscribers and just get the word out for anybody that would... Um, benefit from spending time with me and my horses. (laughs) I promise you every episode will not be about my health. Please. I'm ready to move on to something different. But until then, I'm just going to keep showing up and I'm just going to give what I have and, you know, whatever, leave the rest of the universe. All right, I'm going to take Fiona's halter off. Like you notice how she tipped her head around to help me out. What a good job. Just so beautiful. So wonderful. Here we go. Thank you, Faye. Okay, I'll be posting some vi- uh, some some pictures, and let's see. Yeah, I don't think I have any big news uh, besides that. I uh, I did get to attend last week one million cups, which is a meetup. Uh, I found the Joplin meetup in. Uh, it's for entrepreneurs. I mean, it for entrepreneurs every week. It's a free meeting place to be able to network and talk about your business. So I am set up to speak there in two and a half weeks. I'm really excited. I met some great people and I'm just hopeful about um, making some good business connections in Joplin. I've met some great people in Springfield, but I really needed um, to meet some people closer to me. So I'm really excited about that. And I guess that's it. Yeah. I love you guys. I'm coming over to the camera to say goodbye and sign out. Hopefully this episode's not been too windy. Um, Yeah. Do what you got to do, right? All right. I love you. Have a wonderful week. Look for the little gifts that are around you every day. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) All right. See you guys next week. Bye. If I wrote it in a song, would you believe it more? If I busted out the lock, would you open the door? If I dare to speak my truth, would you still value me? If I reach my hand to you, would you reach it back?
Claim your freedom waiting there.